For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder. It is episode 214, and it is just after the game against the Bulls in Chicago, and Terrence Ferguson is back, sort of. He had his first game with multiple three-pointers in a very, very long time. He had made one of eight, uh, one three-pointer in his last eight games, and tonight going three for five, just go- looking like the old Ferg that we knew at the beginning or middle of the season. He finally seems to be getting over that uh, phase that he had with personal issues, being away for a while. He seemed like he just wasn't the same person, and tonight we got a different version. So, man, uh, just uh, there's so much more to talk about, but I, I wanted to start off the podcast by mentioning uh, mentioning that because I was just so happy to see him make some shots. It was it was great. It made my heart happy. So. Uh, this was a very thrilling game. It did not seem like it was going to be at the start. Um, Gallinari was just. Buckets in the first quarter. He made 11 to Chicago's two points at one point in the first quarter. He was outscoring them by himself quite easily. Um, kind of cooled off after that a little bit. He still went 5 of 10 from, uh, from three-point with 24 points, but he really got the offense going at first. And then later on, it seemed like it was the Ferg show. Like I said, he started hitting his shots. Um and it just seemed like things were, were looking good. Uh, we ended up going into the half um, up seven. We scored 72 points in the first half uh, to the Bulls 55. So a healthy, healthy 22 point lead at that point. No, I didn't do that math right. Uh, whatever, 17 points. I think that's what it is. Um, so very high, high uh, margin there. Really good lead. And then blink of an eye, Zach Levine, Kobe White, just go off. And I, uh, if you've listened to me on this before, you know I'm a big UNC fan, and I love Kobe White. I think I, I, nobody else saw what he could do 
when he came in at first, he wasn't playing that great, but I was like, listen, guys, he he is a walking bucket. He could make anything on the court at UNC. And there's not a doubt in my mind he can do that in, at the NBA level. And he's been doing that. He He broke his scoring record three games in a row. He scored 33 points the last two games. And then tonight scored 35. This dude is insane. He scored over 100 points in three games. And he's coming off the bench. Nobody in the history of the NBA as an NBA reserve has ever done a 30-point game twice in a row. And he did. It. he's now done it three times. He is going off. Why he's still on the bench does not really seem to make sense to me, given the fact that the Chicago Bulls have basically everybody injured. Uh, Chris Dunn is out. Mark Hakenin is out. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. They're all gone for the season. And their starting lineup uh, has the likes of um, a dude's name I can't even say, Arcadia Kono. Arcadia Kono. Uh, Lake Arcadia Kono was in the lineup and seemed like it should have been Kobe White's uh, spot there. But nevertheless, he still went off. Uh, Zach Levine basically was just along with Kobe White, forcing his team back into this game at at all costs. And especially when you get down to later in the game, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, the, that third quarter was just not fun at all. They doubled our score in that third quarter, outscoring us 38-19. to 19. So... At that point, we were it was back neck and neck all fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter was ex- so exciting. Not really for the right reasons, because we shouldn't have been in that position. But it, nevertheless, it was an exciting third quarter. Uh, it, and it, it was exciting because it didn't feel like the refs really slowed anything down. If you watch the Lakers-Celtics game on Sunday, that was a game that felt like it was going to end really well. Um, it had been a great game up until then, and then things just kind of slowed down, got came into some replay situations and some weird technicals. And so like they just it just didn't end right. It didn't feel that exciting towards the end. And this this felt like it was exciting towards the end. The refs did not seem to get in the way too much. All the calls were pretty fair on both ends. Excuse me. And so you it you could just see both offenses getting in rhythm. They just kept trading baskets. It was blow after blow, trying to see which team would fall first. And then finally, late in the in the fourth quarter, Chicago missed three, couldn't make a shot or turned it over three possessions in a row. And that was OKC capitalized on that, that small, small um, opportunity where it's just a few possessions. Um, and that's inevitably what gave them a lead that they could could hold till the end. But, I mean, it was not easy. <laughs> it was not easy at that point. Because Zach Levine was like, we're down five. I don't care. I'm going to shoot it from the logo. And it's just going to go in. And that's you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, he was basically coaching the team as well because Jim Boylan didn't know when to call a timeout and Zach Levine was basically telling him, hey, call a timeout right now. There's 18 seconds left. 
and we're down by two points about to inbound it. We should probably run a play of some kind. And Jim Bowling was like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right, uh, Zachy boy. And he, and he did that. So shout out Jim Boylan, probably one of the worst coaches in the league right now. Absolutely hilarious to see to see him out there. Anyway, uh, so, I mean, Zach Levine was basically doing everything at the end. Um, and it it got scary because after that logo shot by Zach Levine, Chris Paul was fouled with one point left and you're thinking, all right, he's like the second best free throw shooter next to Gallinari. who's like a top five. So they're both above 90%. You're like, all right, this is going to be another three point game. They'd, they'd have to hit a crazy shot with like, I don't know. I think it was like eight, eight, nine seconds left. No timeouts. Um, and then Chris Paul missed it. He missed the first free throw and, all of a sudden, you're sitting there like, okay, uh, this could, that we could lose after being up by, I think, six points because Zach Levine and Kobe White, that's, I'm going to keep saying those names a lot. So just, just be prepared for that. So it's a two point game. And again, Chicago doesn't have any timeouts, but uh, Levine gets to half court. And shout out Chris Paul, by the way, this isn't going to go noticed. Um, because the replay was basically just who touched the ball last between Shea Gilgis Alexander and Zach Levine when it went out of bounds. But Chris Paul poked it out from behind to basically dislodge, basically send it into the, send it out of bounds. Um, and that stopped the clock at three seconds. And so you basically just wasted six seconds of precious time um, not being able to get a shot up. So after the replay, they did say it was Chicago's ball still. And that last shot by Levine, the way the angle was with the camera, it's hard to see how, like how, where the ball is depth-wise relative to the camera. It looked like it was in line for the basket and then went wide left. So it didn't really come close. But my heart kind of stopped a little bit, not going to lie. I mean, that just it just felt like Zach was going to do something they're crazy with the night he was having and uh we slipped through it uh we all kind of exhaled at the end there got it done we all expected a win but not that type of win tonight because man that was that was something uh so with that a little more history for you on the Oklahoma City side. We now have nine straight road wins. It doesn't matter if we're in Oklahoma or New Orleans or Chicago or uh, China. It's anywhere. We can. It seems like we can get wins wherever we go. Um, so nine straight road wins, a franchise record. Uh, so just something I feel like needs to be mentioned. Uh, just kind of wrapping up some statistics for the night. Um, I already mentioned Gallinari, the lead, the leader of the club uh, with 24 points. Shea Gilgis-Alexander with a double-double, 21 and 11 rebounds. Uh, went two of five from deep. And Chris Paul doing Chris Paul things. Uh, a smooth 19 points, nine assists, seven of 15 from the field. Uh, and then Steven Adams... Defensively was phenomenal. I, I think I, I forgot to mention this, but there he made some key defensive plays 
particularly a great block by their big guy who I forget his name now. Um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so a great block by Steven Adams. Ended up with three of those as well as three steals. So defensively, just tremendous. Um, we kept out of foul trouble the whole game as well. Uh, that ended up being huge for us in this fourth quarter as well because Chicago got in the bonus with, or I mean, we got in the bonus with about six minutes left and we had, uh, we had only hit a couple, maybe three fouls at that point. So we were being, uh, defensively, we were doing the fundamentals correctly, not making any stupid plays. Um, so that came in huge for us. Shooting as well. I mean, the sec- the first half was really where you saw the big, the big spike in shooting at one point we were 11 of 15 from three. Obviously that's going to go down a little bit. Um, ended up with 14 of 30. So yeah, clearly went down quite a bit at that point, but you know, the net shooting was, was great. That's a 47% uh, from deep 55% overall. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. Uh, Kobe White and Zach Levine, those guys are really, really good. And I'm going to say it again. Kobe White is the deal, man. I know <clears throat> Ooh, my voice just cracked there. Getting emotional about Kobe White. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's the real deal. I, I think people are realizing it now with this insane performance he's having. Um, I hope he gets a starting role soon. I think he deserves it over Lake Arcadia Kano, whatever his name was. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you kind of you kind of wish that this wasn't a close game because the next few games are going to be tough. You wanted your starting lineup to rest a little bit. We're about to head into a back-to-back Thursday and Friday, and the second of the back-to-back is Milwaukee, who um, I think is also coming off a back-to-back themselves, so that might help us a little bit. But it's possible Gallinari is going to sit out that Bucks game, which at that point you basically have uh, Stephen Adams guarding Giannis. And then, I mean, who guards Middleton at that point? I mean, Shea, I guess, but size-wise, that just seems like a disaster. So let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. Or let's hope Giannis doesn't uh, take advantage of that too much. He's still going to score like 40 points, just like he always does, but... That'll be a tough one for sure. And then after that, uh, we have the Clippers. So two games in a row that against the top five teams in the league. So it's going to be tough. Uh, but, you know, a win is a win. We'll take whatever we can get. And uh, now it's it's on to the next one. Uh, we'll be uh, back home to face the Kings. The three-point champion returns to his great state of Oklahoma. Buddy Heald, that is. And uh, we will hopefully take advantage of that because the next game is going to be a doozy. So, all right, let's uh, end this with a few Twitter questions. Thank you all to everyone who sent some in, uh, either through DMs or um, replies on Twitter. Uh, This comes from at BlazeR7. What do you think about effing Adams since All-Star break? That was censored for the kids at home. Um, 
pretty good. Like I said, defensively, a stud tonight. Um, it's very clear that he needed the rest. <laughs> and like we said on, I think, the last pod, uh, he trained his dog, dude. Like that, think about all the peace and quiet he has now that that, 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 uh, dog isn't yapping and, and knocking over things and pooping in the house and, and doing all that stuff, dude, come on. It's, he's, he's got such a peaceful life now and you can see it on the court. It's clearly that he trained his dog more so than the ample amount of rest he had getting banged up all, all day, every day. So yeah, he's been awesome. He just, it came off, I think the 1917 game that might've been the game before, um, before the Spurs, but either way, great. Flipping awesome, dude. Uh, censored that as well for the kids at home. Uh, this comes to us from uh, at CMF Official. He says, or she says, did we play, did we played tonight versus Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan? WTF, was that man Levine, was that man Levine was effing unreal. Okay, that was a, that was a tough one, tough one to read there. But I think I got the gist. No, it was not Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. It was Zach Levine and Kobe White, dude. Come on, can you not read the backs of the jerseys? Michael Jordan's been out of the the league for years, and so is Scottie Pippen. What are you talking about, dude? Of course, it's not Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. They just played like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Oh my gosh, dude. Hello? Jeez Louise. But no, seriously, they were, they were unreal. Like that was, that was, uh, I don't know what, how would you, cause Zach Levine isn't really the same. Like Zach Levine would be like the Steve Kerr of that group, I guess. We're just talking about like appearances. And I guess Kobe White could be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Just crazy. They combined for like, I think, I want to guess like 70% of the points by Chicago tonight. It's just ridiculous. Very different from our style play where we distribute the ball quite well. And by the way, three people had 20 points or more in this game. So keep that up as per usual. Um, yeah, so... At the Doug Beck says, will we get to 55 wins? Probably not. <laughs> uh, I'm much more excited about this 50 win goal. We now only have to go like 14 and 10. How much did I do that math right? How many games have we played? Let's see, 36 and 22 is uh, 58. Hold on, doing some math. Yeah, 14 and 10. So that's possible. If we we would have to go what like nineteen and five to get fifty five wins, we like I mentioned, we have a really tough schedule coming up with the Bucks and the Clippers, and I think down like at the very end of the schedule, we also have a doozy. Um, I'm checking it out right here. Give me one second. Uh, yeah, so we have a back to back with the Clay, uh, the Clippers and the Lakers, and then in the year with Utah and Dallas. Uh, those are our last two games. We have Denver the week before the Lakers series. Um, uh, we have Denver twice, actually. 
uh, late in March. We have Boston again. So, I mean, there's a lot of tough games. So, right there, that was like six games all against playoff teams, and you would have to win. Like, you couldn't... If you lost five out of those six, you would have to win every, every other game. Uh, and I also missed another Utah game, so that's in there as well. Uh... So if you lost all those games, if you lost everything but one of those games, you'd have to win the rest. So I don't know. There's a lot of back-to-backs left. It doesn't really seem like something personally that I would want to shoot for anyway. I mean, I don't really think there's a good shot of us getting past like the four seed. That's kind of the, the, the peak. Unless the Clippers just tank, like just go absolutely wretched horrible over the next 20 25 games i i don't think we're getting past the four seed so winning 55 games really doesn't seem necessary to get a good seed and i think that it'd be more important to rest some of your starters at the end of the season to kind of get ready for the playoffs particularly gallo and cp3 if he would let get uh, billy donovan rest him but i doubt he will because he just want to hoop he just wants to hoop so, yeah, I think 50 is definitely in the cards. A uh, very different opinion from what I had before, but 55, probably not. All right. At Eduardo O underscore 405 says, what role will Ferguson play from now on? Uh, probably the same. Lou Dort didn't have a great game tonight. He didn't make any points, actually. Um, still doesn't have a contract, but that's definitely going to happen at this point. It's just a matter of basically running out the rest of his uh, 40-day contract, but or 45, I forget. I forget all these numbers. But he'll get a contract. It's to be seen what if he's going to stick in that two position. Um, he did again tonight, but, I mean, Ferguson had not been playing well up to this point, so if he keeps this up and we see a little bit of a decline from um, <clears throat> Lou Dort, which, you know, as a rookie, you're going to have those moments. It might be that Ferguson gets back in that two position. Um, I mean, Dort's defensive or Dort's defense has been consistent. That's that's been something, you know, you have to give him credit for. But I don't know. I think I think he'd probably be um, most likely kind of getting. Uh, like right behind Dennis for the most minutes off the bench, probably if he's not in the starting lineup. But I think it's one of those two things. I think I think tonight was big. It was big for him to get um, get back in rhythm, uh, be that three and D role player that we need uh, out of him. Also, Nader has been doing the same. So shout out Nader. Um, those two have both been really good in those three and D role positions. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's his role essentially as a three and D guy. But I think what you're asking is like what he'll be in the lineup. And that's, that's what I think. Um, it's just a matter of time before we see. So, all right. We have one more question from at Chaz sample. He says, how do you think grant would be on this OKC team. And I've actually heard this question before. Um, I don't remember if we did it or if another podcast I listened to did it. 
Um, but I, I remember I agreed with whoever said it. I, I don't actually think it'd be that. I don't know what his role would be. I mean, I guess you would put him in for Baisley, but then you're kind of rest- you're kind of limiting his minutes. You don't really want to do that with a, a promising rookie. And Gallinari is obviously going to be the starter. He's he's like he is much better talent wise. I mean, that's not a knock on Jeremy Grant. Just Gallo is really good. Um, so I don't know. I I think I definitely would like him. I like him as a player. I just don't know where he fits with this current roster, which, you know, it's another tribute to Sam Presti to kind of make this roster work. He saw Jeremy Grant was, and that's the other thing, right? Like we got rid of him because he's going to, he was going to go into free agency next year and we didn't want to pay him what he's worth, which is somewhere in the like 15 to 18 range per year. Um, So that's the other thing too, right? Um, so I think Presti knew that he knew that his role wouldn't be as helpful given the new, the new, um, draft we got with Darius Baisley and signing Gal or trading for Gallinari. So that the best option was to get something from him for him. And that's what they did with Denver. They now have their first round pick. It's obviously not going to be great, but it's something you could package possibly if you wanted to. It's just another asset in the pool of assets. So. You know, it's just Presty doing Presty things. We just, our, our minds are not capable of understanding his, his uh, strategy. We will never be able to reach that surreal point. Um, it's just one of those Presty things, you know? So, all right. That'll do it for me. Um, like I said, <clears throat> we play... Back-to-backs Thursday and Friday. We are back home for the Kings and then off to Milwaukee. We will likely have another pod on the second game that Friday. I'll be, I think I'll have some more, more of my buddies here to talk about some, some hoops. Um, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, you can follow us at OKC Topic Thunder. We just got a new logo. It looks so good. And our podcast logo is different too. If you haven't, noticed already you probably did because you clicked on this and played it so that looks all new and shiny so go over there and follow it and also we've got some merch uh go to bonfire.com and search topic thunder or just click the link in our pinned tweet uh on twitter if you're on there um if you do that you'll find a couple of great designs but we also have like three or four in the drafts ready to go we're just you know trying to space it out. We don't want people to have to try to get all of them at once. We, you know, paychecks only come every two weeks for most people. So we'll be launching those soon. And might I say, they also look quite good. If I don't say so myself. And um, if you haven't already, for you listening on your podcast platforms, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, you please uh, follow us, subscribe, whatever the the button is. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review because uh, I'll tell you this, it helps tremendously. It helps us uh, quite a a great deal 
um, to get those five star reviews. It puts us up higher in the in the whatever it's called the standings, I guess. If you search for basketball podcasts or if you're searching for OKC Thunder, puts us up a little higher, and you know that makes us that helps us a lot. It helps us grow. It also makes us feel good because you can also leave a positive comment if you like, and we love reading those too. We read every single one of them, and uh, we appreciate all of those people who have already done so. So thank you all for listening and bearing with me on this solo podcast journey. Nobody likes a solo pod. I like talking to my friends, and you probably like listening to more than just me spewing about for 28 minutes now. So I understand. It's just, you know, sometimes you got to do it. You got to do it for the for the uh, love of the game, you know. So uh, until next time, uh, I, I hope there will not be another one of these soon. But we'll see. Stay tuned. So as always, Thunder Up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.